the Black Wrestling Revolution Podcast. Oh, Kofi trying to find it. Kofi free. Kofi. When we talk all things wrestling from the WWE, we already saved WWE. NXT, Belair goes for the cover. Lateral press hooks a leg. New Japan Pro Wrestling and AEW. Now here is your host, Tracy, aka Smiley. What is up, everybody? This is your girl Smiley, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm back. You can't kill a bad bitch because you can't kill me. I'm a bad bitch. I'm lying. I'm lying like shit. <laughs> oh my God. It's been an entire year, you guys. Okay. So here's the update. So what had happened was, y'all know I had the podcast. It was going all good, but then like shit kind of just started to go downhill real quick. Two out of my three co-hosts left y'all know member taylor sorry four <laughs> three out of four of my co-hosts left y'all remember taylor who i started this shit with and then the next you know him he's gone and then the next he was gone and i brought on my girl Creston. everything was going great but then you know life happens and so just like yeah we're just going to quit for a while so i quit i quit i quit the podcast i quit doing all that and i was actually going to bring it back for WrestleMania, I had interviews set up with multiple different wrestlers that many of y'all probably never heard of, but was going to hear of on my shit. But then, you know, a little thing called coronavirus happened. But before I get into all that, I did not come alone. No, 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 no. I did not come alone. I brought my sister, the sister who I've never met before, and I need her in my life because I love her so goddamn dearly. My New York sister, the one, the only, Crest the Star, ladies and gentlemen! Hello! <laughs> buh, buh, buh. Ah, ah, yeah, ah, ah. Crest the Star, New York shit! Ah, ah. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Hi, Smiley. It's been too long. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Hello, Twitter world, Instagram world. You know, in the words of T.S. Madison, Christian Mingle, if that's what you're into. <laughs> Girl, it's been way too long since we've been together it's been it's been a lot so girl <laughs> since we've been gone a little something has happened a, a, a little something has happened Just a i think the name a, a little a little something has happened called the fucking coronavirus it's coronavirus crazy. girl corona came and said i am shutting all this bitch down i will shut all of this shit down and she did Corona came, shut down WrestleMania, shut down football, shut down basketball, shut down baseball. This ESPN has really nothing to play. They've been so bored. They are playing WrestleManias every single fucking week. That's how bad it's getting. <laughs> now, Cresta, you are in New York. You're in the middle of it all. You're in the epic center, epic center, epicenter of the coronavirus as in if anybody comes to your city they gotta be on quarantine for 14 days i mean now cresta how how's how's you know quarantine life quarantine life is horrible um actually my boyfriend contracted quarantine virus because i mean quarantine virus um, shit coronavirus i promise you i know english um, he contracted coronavirus because he's a transit worker and subsequently I'm asymptomatic, 
symptomatic and have it. It's horrible, but in true New York fashion, a lot of people do not give a fuck. And you should because it's not about you, even though he and I are people who made it out alive. There are people who don't. So it's crazy. It's a crazy world, crazy times we're living in. And no matter how you feel about it, you can't deny that. Boy, that's how you that's how I can describe the situation. Just boy, this boy, it kind of just killed everything. It killed our all. It killed everyone's plans. It killed my plans to bring this podcast back during WrestleMania weekend. But I decided, you know what, instead of waiting until next year, when I hopefully fingers crossed that Corona is not still here next year. When, you know, it's in L.A., I decided to bring it back now. So let me just inform y'all, this is no longer the TNT podcast. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. I spent the money on new banner, new icon, new theme song. You heard that new intro. You're going to hear the outro when this is over with. This is no longer the TNT podcast. Welcome to the Black Wrestling Revolution podcast. Me. <laughs> I have to get hype. I'm sorry. I have to get hype for you. I have to get hype. Hype me up. Oh, all right. So, a little thing called WrestleMania 36 happened. And, you know, not regular WWE fashion, not, you know, big time, biggest stage in them all. No, it actually happened in a very small little WWE performance center here in Orlando, Florida. Um, we have new champions. Um, Brock Lesnar is no longer universal champion. Thank God. But Drew McIntyre, babyface Drew McIntyre, is now our universal champion. And damn, is he doing such a goddamn good job of it. But, 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 also, we've had the, what What was it? What, what? oh, AJ Styles is technically dead. Technically, uh, he. <laughs> I'm sorry. He, he was buried the by the Undertaker. It, he was like, he's dead. <laughs> I was just dead right now. He's dead and gone because <laughs> the Undertaker buried him at WrestleMania. Um, John Cena. We have to see what it will be like if John Cena was in the NWO. And let me tell you, I got my entire life. <laughs> yes. I got my entire life during that match. I loved that match. I don't care what anyone says or how weird it was. I, I got my superb. entire what? life. I got my life. Uh, WrestleMania, uh, I mean, we, we still have a a Rob Women's Champion. That ain't changed, unfortunately. Uh, listen, <sighs> I feel like Becky Lynch being champion or Shayna Baszler being champion, either or wasn't bad. I just feel like there is more story to tell with Shayna being champion over Becky. However, I could see why you would hold on to that moment for a hot crowd. Because conversely, you know, we did get our boy Drew McIntyre. Like you said, he is now champion. He beat Brock Lesnar, and it was beautiful. But I think it could have been that much more sweeter with a hot crowd, you know? Oh, that that moment, like, that was his moment. It needed to happen in front of a crowd, but Miss Corona said, no, ma'am, mm-hmm. not today you're not. Mm-mm. Not today you are not. WrestleMania 36 was just 
it was just interesting to have our first WrestleMania not only be not at a big, huge, crowded arena, but in a very, very small performance center. And also, it was two nights. Fact. So we didn't have to do eight hours of fucking matches. I could have, you know, got up, you know, got me some drinks and all that shit. It was comfortable. I liked it. I, I thought mean, it, it was, was a great idea, too. I didn't feel fatigued. I didn't feel like any match was a filler match. And I guess I could go get me a little drink, walk around the house. To this day, I heard Randy Orton and Edge are still fighting somewhere. <laughs> that match was everything. It was that good, but Mama, just... that match was long as shit. <laughs> it was. I was like, all right. I know that like it would have been so much better if it just had a crowd because the crowd probably would have been screaming, mm-hmm. yelling. All the silence. It was just it's the silence. The silence. It was it was I don't know. It it was weird. It was it was weird. But WrestleMania weekend was just it it wasn't ugh. it wasn't what I expected, okay? I was supposed to be drunk in Ebor City, going from bar to bar, hanging out with all my indie wrestler friends, going to the sweatpants battle royale and seeing men with sweatpants on and big old, I'm sorry. I mean, but at the end of the day, though, at the end of the day, I mean, I don't hate it. I don't. I don't hate it. I, I mean, I love that for you. I love that for you. <laughs> I'm just upset I, I didn't get to see, you know, men. I definitely would have loved to see that, too. Oof. Scorpio Scott, oof. oof. I said I'm trying to be professional, but oof. Oof. He wasn't in the match. He was not in the match. Unfortunately, he was not in the match. But yeah, we had other black men that were in the match. That could okay. Anyway, we're getting off topic. There anyway. were so <laughs> many hot men in there. I do not discriminate. I like them. Chicks by the layers, all different flavors. Yeah. <laughs> but also, uh, this week. Sorry, not this week. Last week. No, no, not last week. It was this week. Wasn't it this week? It was this week. No, it was last week, wasn't it? For what? Black Wednesday. Black oh. Wednesday. Was that last week or this week? That was last it week. Because this, this week would be technically today, and Dynamite was on today. So last week. We are one yeah, week sorry. removed from the culling. So last week, Wednesday, we dubbed it Black Wednesday. Now, if you've been under a rock for the past week, you did not know that half of the roster, not even half, maybe like a quarter of the roster, plus producers and writers, are gone. Fired. Just like that. Apparently, Vince McMahon held about a five-minute meeting saying that, you know, that something was going to happen and to be by your phones just to, you know, to see if you are still employed with WWE, basically. Basically, he was just like, yeah, I'm going to let go some people, be by your phones to see if you still have a job and left that was the meeting that was the meeting so after that said meeting about an hour later twitter blew up twitter blew the hell up because name by name started to come out now the list got long as hell within two days because not only did people from ron smackdown got released people from nxt also got released so not only did NXT, SmackDown, Raw, writers, producers all got fired. 
So here is the now updated list. We have Drake Maverick, Kurt Hawkins, Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows, Heath Slater, Eric Young, EC3, Leo Rush, Eric Rowan, Sarah Logan, referee Mike Kyoto, who's been there for 30 years, Primo, Epico, Mike Kanellis, Maria Kanellis, Zack Ryder, Noe Jose, Rusev, Alexander Sexy Ass from NXT, Deanna Ferrazzo, Josiah Williams, MJ Jenkins, Tainara Conti, Nick Comoroto, I'm totally botching his last name, Tino Sabatelli, Nick Ogarelli, Cesar Bonin, Mars Wang, Dorian Mack, Cash Zono, and I hear the producers and employees who also got fired, Kurt Angle, Aiden English, Lance Storms, Shane Helms, Sarah Stock, Scott Armstrong, Billy Kidman, Dave Fit Finley, Pat Buck, Sean Davari, Mike Rotonda, Andrea Listenberg, A Steel, Serena Deeb, Kendo Cash, and Don Cuesto, and Kathy Campanelli. Now, Cresta, where were you when you first got the alert of all of the madness that happened that Wednesday? First and foremost, I was out here minding my business, and I had saw that Carl Anderson got let go first. And I was like, okay, what a twist. Why wouldn't they let Luke Gallows go as well? But all right, I'm not going to ask too many stupid questions. <laughs> then you had hit me up and was like, girl, do you see what's going down? Basement. Um, it was a mess. I want to preface and say that no matter how you feel about some of these writers and wrestlers, that it's awful. It's a shame that these people lost their jobs. It's, re- it's heartbreaking, especially now during this pandemic where – they, everything is so uncertain, you know? It's crazy to me. But, you know, it is what it is. And in my opinion, Vince didn't need to cut the, all these people. Um, mm-hmm. Other promotions with less are doing more for their wrestlers. And the people who you cut, some of them wanted to leave anyway, and you didn't want them to leave because you were afraid they are going to go to AEW. So now when nobody's working, you're going to cut them? I'm not wanting to pass judgment, but I'm side-eyeing. Like that auntie side-eye, like, mm, you still with that boy? I guess, mm. Oh, as a fan of almost half of all these wrestlers, some of them actually been wanting to leave the company. People like Rusev, people like the Canellises, people like Luke, and, Luke Gallus and Carl Anderson. They've been wanting to leave for the very longest time, mm-hmm. but Vince just kept throwing them Money. Oh, sorry. Also, well, they didn't get fired. I'm gonna add uh one more, two more people to the list. They weren't fired on that day, but they were let go before the madness happened. The revival are also gone from the company. They finally got their release. About time. I feel like it was mad messed up because at the end of the day, these wrestlers they love it. Like you've got to love that stuff. Like, I almost said shit, but here I am cursing anyway. Like, <laughs> you gotta love that shit. And they do. And at the end of the day, these people just wanna work. And the fact that they're not working, like, yeah, I could sit home and take a paycheck, but I wanna work. And you can't fault exactly. these people for that. Exactly. I feel the worst for Drake Maverick. Drake Maverick had the most emotion. Like, if you guys did not see his video that he put out, like, less than about 30 minutes after being fired, it is the most gut-wrenching thing you have ever watched i literally watched a grown man cry like it hurt my heart i wanted to go find vince and smack him in the face and go what the fuck are you doing 
<laughs> you let go of Drake Maverick. You made him into a joke. Spud? Spud the wrestler? Oh my god. Spud is fucking great. But you turned him into Drake Maverick and turned him into a goddamn joke. Like, I mean, it was supposed to be funny, but it wasn't funny. Yeah, it, it went from ha-ha to no one else is laughing, bro. It's not funny anymore. Like, it's really not funny anymore. But, you know, that's just the way the cookie crumbles. Now all these wrestlers now have technically nowhere to go until they, uh, until wrestling starts back up. And with coronavirus running rapid, running wild through the U.S., we have no idea when that's ever going to come back. Mm-hmm. It might be months before we actually see a live wrestling show. Who knows? Who knows? Who fucking knows? But, but it's just a mess. But since we're talking about wrestling, I want to go ahead and give a big shining star to, you know, what's in my name? What's in the name of this podcast? Black wrestling. Black wrestling. The one thing that that does not... Huh? I keep doing the air horn. The you said it's in my name. Shout out to the name Black Wrestling Revolution. I'm a clown. I'm sorry. I'm a clown. <laughs> so let's give a big, huge, big, huge spotlight on Black Wrestling. Black Wrestling does not get that much attention at all in any company. You see, WWE, how many black people are actually in? WWE. I can count them on my what two hands. I can see Bobby Lashley, Street Profits, that's three. Bianca, that's four. Naomi, that's not that's five. Hold on, wait. <laughs> Bobby Lashley, Street Profits. No, that's you was three. at five. I'm counting Bianca. with you, sis. It's four. Naomi, that's five. Uh who else? <laughs> oh, Apollo, that's six. Titus, that's seven. Is Ember still an employee? I think Emperor is still um still quote unquote injured. I think she had um I want to say it was a leg injury, an Achilles injury, but I could be wrong. She, no, she said she tore off her Achilles. She doesn't have one anymore. Mom, she tore it straight the fuck off. Garbage, poor girl. There might not be a chance we not even see her on television anymore. So that's eight. Count the new day. One, two, three. That's eleven. Technically, it's Truth. two and a half because what's his name is injured. Ooh. Uh, what's his name? Woods. Kofi. Woods. He's still with the company. He's still with the company. So that's three. So you taking <laughs> those? You three. taking those? <laughs> that's three. So that's that's twelve because I counted. Truth, Ricochet because he's mixed. So technically, he's black and white. So we're gonna count him. And then the two left black girls that are in NXT, so count them. That's 15. Yeah, that's only about 15 black people. 15. Did we say Naomi already? There's only Naomi. That is 15 black people. That's it. (laughs) That is it. And the rest of the roster roster is white, white. What's his name is in NXT too? Uh, Isaiah Swerve oh, Scott with his oh, fine God. ass. Oh God! Okay, so I said fifteen, so sixteen. Isaiah Scott, Keith Lee, whoop whoop, Velveteen. Yeah, fifteen, sixteen, so there's eighteen. Who else am I missing? <laughs> who else am I missing? I'm, I'm trying to think else? of who no. else. 
Uh, I'm not think I'm missing Isaiah anybody Swerve else. Scott. Ooh, that is a sex. <laughs> Listen, once this quarantine is over, in the words of Booker T, Isaiah Swerve Scott, I'm coming for you. <laughs> I'm kidding. Please, if you have a girlfriend, please don't beat me up. <laughs> I'm soft. <laughs> I think he's single. I think I think he's single. I think. Uh, okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna also put in, on the list some NXT trainees that I know of, when who I know personally. Hey, Sydney, what's up, homie? So Sydney, uh, that's nineteen. This football player who they hired, that's twenty. Oh, the Rock's and- daughter is in um she's in training in the performance center and there is another girl who i follow on instagram oh my gosh she's got like white hair i can't think of already counted her already counted her already counted her brianna brandy that's what that's her name yeah i already counted her she's already been counted for so we're already 21 and then there's this big huge african oh oh my god i almost forgot frank so African dude, Come on, Frank. Sydney, you're gonna be like a Frank, and then the big, huge, tall dude. Like I cannot remember his name for the life of me. Oh, one more. Uh, uh shoot. <laughs> uh, he's a ref, and I can't remember his freaking name. That's 24. And then there's one more. Oh God, I almost forgot. That's 25, and then 26. The one who, oh God, the one who mentions that new African, um, not African, sorry, Indian tag team. Oh God, what is his name? Oh no, I forgot his name. I love him. Girl, oh. I can't help you there. It's crap. I, I, forgot, I forgot. I know. I know. No, his name. Twenty six. So, twenty six. In all, in all, there is a good. 26 black people in WWE. Is that enough? No, there is not. That is not. That's not enough. It's not. It's not enough. It's not enough. It's oh, not wait, enough. <laughs> 27. I forgot. One of the new, uh, they hired one of my uh, girls, Asha. For, uh, Asha, she is the new um, NXT um, uh, ref. She's a ref. She's a ref. I mean, like, I'm going to so, be that guy. Because you know I love me some WWE and I love me some AEW. But then if we gonna talk about WWE's lack of black representation, are we gonna talk about AEW's lack of black representation? Oh, yes, of course we are. If we're gonna downplay WWE, of course we gotta downplay AEW too. Now, AEW. Now, I know it's run by, you know, some of the most popular indie wrestlers that we all know of. The Bucks, Cody, uh, Hangman Page uh, and Tony the Cons. It's run by, you know, all the wrestlers that we love who didn't want to go anywhere. They didn't want to go back to Ring of Honor. They didn't want to go to WWE. They didn't want to go back on the Indies. They wanted their own shit, which is understandable. But what, what? But Cody, here's the thing. Cody Rhodes, you are married to a black woman. You're married to a black woman. And I know you want to be all about that diversity shit and blah, blah, blah. And sometimes you try to act like you're black, like that, I don't know if you remember this. Remember when he brought that T-shirt of him smoking a, a cigar and Brandy was in the background, looks like a goddamn Master P CD, and it just looked tacky. Like there's there's just some things you need to know as a white man not to do. One of them 
was that? <laughs> that was the first thing you don't do. <laughs> I know you have a black wife and I know she's not going to tell you when shit's not okay, but I'm going to tell you here's a black woman, Cody, and I love you, but no, <laughs> no, that was tacky and dumb and you were trying too hard. Maybe now, when it comes to your life in the person, Huh? What'd she say? I said maybe he was trying to fit in. <laughs> trying a little bit too hard to fit in. No, no, ma'am. No, no. Uh-uh. But here's the thing, Cody. When you said that you were trying to hire more diversity, either you were even trying to like hire people like my homie Chris Bay. You were trying to hire him. Like literally, you were Bay on a phone hot. call saying, Oh yeah. He got you on tape, homie. He's saying that Girl, you, you, you wanted more than you trying to give our industry secrets. We the dirt sheets that. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I hate your laugh. I'm, I'm glad you said. Ah, 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 ah. I mean, yeah, it's wow. out there. If, if you want to go ask Chris, he put it out there his damn self. I don't want to ask nobody. <laughs> he shit, put it out. My name is the world Bennett, and here. I am not in it. <laughs> so Chris put it out there so I can talk about it. Thank you, Chris. So Chris actually put it out there that Cody knew who he was and he was trying to hire him. But less than a week later, guess who picked him up? Yes, the one and only Impact Wrestling gave him that check. They cut the check. And now he's signed. So you lost out on Chris Bay, one of the most popular wrestlers on the not the planet but like one of the most popular like he was top top dog not signed you could have had that but oh anyways but when it comes to your diversity you own a wrestling company most of the people in your wrestling company are white they're white they just started adding people of color like they added lax latin as hell and Fine as hell. Can I tell you that much, sis? Say it. Yo, let me tell you something. <sighs> I saw Pentagon Jr. without his makeup and his mask. And, uh, who is this fine, fine man? I've never seen him without his makeup on. So I'm he's about to fine, send you girl. A picture. Hold on. You keep, you keep talking because they about to get your <laughs> reaction in real time. Unless I didn't see Pentagon Jr. And we're both going to be gooped and gagged together. One moment, please. <laughs> processing a request. <laughs> Oh boy. So you just now started adding people of color. You started adding Pentagon Jr. and his brother. You're starting, you added Big Swole, like Big Swole, like everyone loves Big Swole. Oh my God, I forgot to add Cedric. Oh God. Oh so God, sorry. You're fake. <laughs> oh God, I forgot to add Cedric. Oh God. So what's And I love Cedric. I'm sorry, is... Cedric. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Cedric is in the back just chilling. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. 27. There's 27 black people. Okay. So apparently I did not see Pentagon Jr. without. I thought I saw him take a picture with Chris Jericho at. Hold on. Let me. Let me. Hold on. Let me tag this. My girl. Pentagon never has his goddamn mask and makeup not on if he's in public. We see in public, but she got that makeup on and the mask. They don't go nowhere without their mask. Anyways, so let's see how many people of color are actually in W not sorry, AEW. Uh let's see. There's Brandy. There is B 
big. We're counting black people, folks. Then we'll get, you know, other everyone else later. I'm just gonna count, you know, us. So Swole, Brandy. Oh well, goddamn, that's it. <laughs> no Kong, awesome Kong. There's also oh. Sunny Kiss, uh, Sorry. Private Party, Scorpio Sky. Yep. Uh, the pineapple shirt guy who's outside oh. on the ring sometimes. There was a dude who Should. wrestled tonight who got uh, mauled by Brody Lee. I forgot his That's name. Lee. That's Lee. Uh, I, I mean. Well, is he, is he actually, I don't think he's signed, signed. I don't think he's like signed, signed. Well, I don't me, think Lee is signed, signed. Let yet. me be perfectly clear when I say this. I prefer people be chosen on the merit of their talent and how well they perform in the ring, regardless of their race. However, however, or more like that being said, I still feel that with the vast pool of wrestlers out there, especially in the indie scene, especially with the Young Bucks and the elite in general having such deep roots within the indie scene, you mean to tell me in all of your travels, you haven't come across, you know, this type of person or that type of person. And, like, I, I respect the hell out of AEW for the people of color that they do have or the people who are LGBTQIA+, if I'm not mistaken, is the next thing. Uh, Like, I... I appreciate them making those leaps and bounds to have those types of people in wrestling. People who are often seen as, oh, you're more of a carny circus freak rather than a professional wrestler. And they're like, dude, just because I'm gay doesn't mean I can't fucking wrestle. What the fuck? You know? So I appreciate it. I just feel like you mean to tell me in all of your travels you haven't found, you've only found one black person or one black person that wants to stay. So... I mean, I will give AEW the benefit of the doubt all the time because I see that they can tell stories, they can pivot, they can change. So I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. Just again, like I said earlier, I'm giving you that black auntie side I like. So that's all you so that's all you gonna wear to this boy house that you don't like? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in Cody's defense, I don't think he's trying to spend all the money like right now. Like, okay. A lot of people are waiting for AEW to fail. They want it to be like WCW and want them to run out of money. You know, by signing all these people, just giving everyone money, anyone who comes on the show, get them signed and just throw money at them. I think they're trying to like hold back on giving everybody money until like, you know, I don't know what, but. No, I I mean, it's a smart business strategy. I'm just saying like. I don't know. I think expecting AEW to fail is very presumptuous. Considering how Tony Khan helps them run it, and he's not like he's like, do as I say. It's like they're all in collab. Like, he's got the money. He's got the know-how, but he's listening to his wrestlers, you know? He's, He's listening to the fans. Like, they're all in it together to put on a good show. And that's something, like I said, I will always give AEW the benefit of the doubt because they're always trying to put on a good show 
And yeah, they want the wrestlers and they want everyone to have a good time. The wrestlers get paid, and for you who's spending your hard earned money to not see Brock Lesnar F five your favorite champion <laughs> five <laughs> times for forty seconds and win the title again. So I, I appreciate it. I do. That's why, like, you know what? I may give you the side eye, but when it turns out better than expected, I'm gonna give you your motherfucking props. I'm like, alright, alright, I see you pimping. But anytime I see something questionable, I'm like, alright. Like I said, oh, she don't like that boy, but that dress show is show. Because, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm seeing that, you know, they're actually, you know, listening to people. They're actually bringing on people of color. Now they brought on Big Shotty Lee tonight. They brought out my friend, Captain Sean, to get a t-shirt on for Wrestling Keys. <laughs> they brought out Shug. Like, they're actually, you know, listening to us. It's like, all right, we're going to bring out more people of color. We're not going to sign them, but we're all going to, you know, give them a chance, put them on TV, put them against people like, like the fucking Kenny match tonight with Lee and Kenny. It was amazing. It was amazing. You got to do what you got to do to try to put your name on the map. Like, I respect it. And you, you bring up a very valid point. They do take anyone. And even if you're not signing, it's just a tryout. It's, the, it's not like a tryout on a dark match. You know what I mean? And you're not, like, getting straight jobbed. Like, right. well, I mean, that poor kid who fought Brody Lee, at least he got some offense in, but Brody Lee used that child. Oof, poor man. Press F in chat. <laughs> Pay respects. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was just terrible. It was, it was just terrible. But there's also a very dark side to ha- being black and being a black pro wrestler like sometimes you know if you're not signed to a major company like oh i don't know wwe impact wrestling aew or even that shoddy company what's the name oh yeah ring of honor oh wow they will try to blackball you or make you pretty much look like you aren't valued as a person or as your other white counter person counterparts because you're black and there's a lot of racism and indie wrestling, like uh, Faye literally put it out there on Twitter. It's like there's so much racism in wrestling that you don't know, but she has to keep her mouth shut because that's a paycheck. Like she don't want to lose money for speaking out on the fucking racism. And that right there, ladies and gentlemen, is bullshit. Absolute bullshit. When you can't speak up about the racism that's going on in this industry, that's bullshit because you don't want to lose money i understand that is a paycheck that's a paycheck that you need and you want because you love this business but when you're not allowed to be yourself or get looked at as you know not equal and everyone everyone in this business is supposed to be equal no matter fucking what and the fact that we're still not and there's a lot of hidden racism that people don't want to tell because they don't want to lose money that's bullshit. Like I don't, I don't understand, Cressa. I don't. Oof, it just makes me mad. Like I don't, I don't get it. Like I don't understand. Like it's not ugh. hidden. It's it's very much ingrained into the fabric of professional wrestling. And I know it's going to be a hot take, and people are like, oh, like, you guys are just looking for the race. It's not like looking for the race button. If you watch Vice's popular dark side of the ring if you watch the new jack story in particular he talks about how when he was doing smoky mountain wrestling i think how the crowd would just call him all type of n-words and this that and the third 
and it like you could say, oh, you can have tough skin, but who wants to hear that every day? Who want to hear that every day? Yeah, haha, I get it, haha, it's funny, whatever, whatever. It's not funny. I'm tired of hearing it. And the more I act like a stereotype, the more you cheer me on, the more I get money for it. Like, let's not tiptoe around the elephant in the room. Everyone knows it. And I draw the parallel between video games, a world that I've come from, and wrestling that a lot of people like to sneak say it, but no one wants to be overt because being overt and saying it now in 2020 is like, <laughs> I miss the good old days where when you could be racist and there were no consequences for your actions. Yes, there is freedom of speech, but there is no freedom of consequences. So you can, the best way I've heard it is like when people be a racist or people's defending the right to say the N word, like anyone can say it, results may vary. And you deserve what you get. You know you're not supposed to be saying it. Why, you want to be edgy? You were upset? When I get upset, I don't think of something wild racist to say to somebody. Why do you? It's a self-reflection that people don't want to do because they feel like, this is my pastime. And unfortunately, people's pastimes or their nostalgia can be rooted in racism and it makes them have to take a long look at themselves. It's horrible. You mean to tell me if I'm a professional and I'm good and I'm great, I can't go any further, especially if I say that my boss has called me a porch monkey or whatever the fuck in order to do what I got to do. That's wild. That's wild. That is wild. It's mad wild and it's mad bullshit. I don't understand, like, being a wrestler, especially a black wrestler, it's more harder to actually try to get up there and be, you know, top champion or actually, you know, get get you know eyes on you like let's not forget the whole Kofi shit like how long did it take Kofi Kingston to become champion Cresta how how long did it take that man to become WWE champion he's been with that company how long and then for how people to cut long? promos on him to reduce it to you only one because Ali got injured that's the only reason why you here and it's like you could say that was the circumstance that put him in that position, but given the opportunity, he blew it out the water. They could have put anyone in that position. They could have put Ziggler. They could have put KO. They could have put anybody else, anybody else. But they cheered for Kofi the way they did because everyone knows how hard Kofi worked for it. Everyone knows. But it, that again, that does speak to a larger issue of even in Kofi's run, he had no one else to beat that was a quote-unquote top-level star, star, star that's going to solidify it besides Brock Lesnar. And when it came time to beat Brock Lesnar, you know. Da -da -da -da. <laughs> God, that was not funny, but it's funny. It's sad. Oh, you I can't help but that. laugh because it, it masked the pain. <laughs> <laughs> when, I, when I saw that, like, after that match, I kind of just, I was so deeply enraged as a black like as a fan and as a black person I was just deeply deeply enraged like all the black anger in me was just bubbling up and I was ready to go to Connecticut and whoop some ass like I was real mad I was that mad like why the fuck would you have Kofi losing five seconds to fucking Brock Lesnar for what exactly. for what for what for fucking what I will hold the championship hostage for another six months mm -hmm. until we speak again. That's exactly what the hell that was. And that was very unfortunate because it's like, n no cap. There was not a person who went into that pay-per-view or into that match actually on Fox thinking that Kofi was going to beat Brock Lesnar. But I at least thought you were going to tell a story in the ring. 
Like not just one F five and it'd be fucking over. I was like, what? You kidding? You made you kidding? Kofi look like a fucking and a lot of people. It's, here's the sad part: a lot of people actually started to talk shit about Kofi, saying how he's a terrible champion and how you know a lot of people just started going after him. I'm just like, what the fuck? I'm just like, aren't these the same people who wanted Ch- Kofi as champion for the longest time? Like, how long did it take for that shit to fucking backfire? Like, what? But, but see, it's no, like, I don't. It's a very interesting tale, right? Because when you think about Kofi's reign and then you think about Seth Rollins, because now I'm about to get into nerd fucking wrestling lore. And just something I've noticed. It's like when you think about their two reigns, right? Seth Rollins said this when he was doing his Monday Night Messiah shit. He was like, yo, y'all cheered for me to beat Lesnar. Y'all was like, I'm sick of Lesnar. I beat Lesnar and then you turned on me. <laughs> that's, but that's the fans. That's why Vince don't trust us fans. He's like, fuck y'all. Y'all fickle. Even Daniel Bryan said it. One week you cheer for me. Next week you hoping I get F5 to oblivion. Which one is it? <laughs> so it's like, wait, Kofi's case, This he was a victim of fucking circumstance. Everyone you beat that was supposed to be at the top of the car or at the top of the mid card. Because you did, you weren't like, they, I mean, I think they were on different shows, but LOL Wildcard, you weren't facing Roman because you wasn't pinning him, and you wasn't pinning Lester, and those were the two people at the top of the card. So who did you feud with? Like, KO was good, is good, can be better, but they never pulled the trigger on him. Drew McIntyre, now I'm glad he's at where he's at, but he's somebody that you can say you could beat and you, you're at the top of the mountain. Same thing with Becky Lynch, no matter how you feel about it, she's at the top of the mountain. Same thing with Flair, even Bailey, bro. But, like, I'm sorry, poor Kofi got jobbed and people turned on him like that was his fault. I mean, I, I was... I never turn on that man, like, ever. I wanted that man to still be champion. I wanted WrestleMania 36 to come around, him still going, ah, still, him still have that belt, him go into WrestleMania, him come back out with the damn title and have a full-blown year reign. That's all I wanted. I didn't want no six-month reign like they've been giving all the black people. Every time someone black wins a championship, they only get to hold it. For about six months or three months. Let's not forget Sasha Banks is, I by the way, got to add her say, to the girl, list. Wasn't she like 24 days, 12 days? Oh, don't say all the black people because definitely not Sasha Banks. That's all just like, you know, let's not, you know, let's not forget Sasha Banks's reigns are less than what she, she can go like 24 days, 30 days. What Naomi's second reign, she that only lasted from WrestleMania until SummerSlam and she gave it up to. Natalia, Natalia, and I mean, how long did Natalia hold that title? Oh yeah, not, one pay per view. Not for nothing. She held it for one pay per view. Don't sleep on Natalia because Natalia is the best technical wrestler on that fucking women's roster. She put a stretching on all them bitches. However, I see ah. your point. I see. Your, I I have to say it because I love me some Natalia. I think she needs to get her props and. She doesn't deserve to just have a women's divas champion under her belt because if someone, if anyone gets into like a wrestling match with Natalia, who out wrestling Natalia? Who? Nobody. Nobody. No one. No one. The closest do not, person. Do you not know maybe, who she is? She's a heart. Let's maybe not forget. The closest She's a heart. Person, maybe, maybe, maybe is Bailey. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Because <laughs> Bailey can wrestle. wrestle a- you're not gonna out wrestle a heart. That's a fact. You're uh-huh. not. You're not doing that. <laughs> not gonna out wrestle a heart. That's just a, no. That's not. 
gonna fucking happen. Not a heart. They ain't gonna let you out wrestle a heart. Not That's on not live television. That's not happening. Not like, on live television. If it's a work, if it's an angle, I I'm gonna do the job. But you talking about it's just a wrestling. You submit who you submitting? Not me. Not me. <laughs> but when it comes to the black people, WWE, their title reigns do not last long at all. And if they even barely get a goddamn title reign, like what? How long did? How long did Naomi's first title reign last? Oh yeah, about mm, three days. I wasn't watching but that was when Naomi got her title the first time. Naomi got her title the first time. She actually won it against Alexa, I think. But then she got, no, stop Alexa. Not you. Not you. <laughs> Alexa, stop. Oh, <laughs> that Alexa's upset. <laughs> like, how dare. Exactly. She actually just turned off. Yeah, she won and she got a big, huge crowd. You deserve it. And she did. And less than three days later, it was over because she got injured. But then when she came back and won it at WrestleMania, it was grand. But then they, you know, we all know what they did. We we all know what she did. They all, they started pulling her in BS matches against Lana. <laughs> Lana? Of all Wait, people. Did she lose to Lana? kept putting her in matches with Lana like Lana got at least two title chances two against two Naomi Lana wrestled okay. yeah yeah Lana wrestled yes Lana wrestled but, um yes yes girl Lana wrestled was it good no it was terrible it was less than a three minute match every time I've seen Lana was- wrestle since I've been watching since Money in the Bank 2018 was when she got injured trying to run down the Royal Rumble when Becky Lynch won it. Some stuff with Liv Morgan that was mostly a hair match and a lot of falling. And uh, I don't even know what her finisher is. Um, because she doesn't really get one, basically. <laughs> she doesn't really get one because she doesn't really wrestle much. But no, she actually got to wrestle Naomi after WrestleMania 34, which was here in Orlando. Well, no, was it 33 or 34? We're on 36. 33, sorry. WrestleMania 33, which was actually here in, in Orlando. But unfortunately, I did not go because I found out about it a little bit too late and your girl was broke. So I watched it from the comfort of my apartment in my bed with my dog. So I did not get to go to the only WrestleMania that was in town, unfortunately. But yes, she actually got to go against Naomi. And it's a bad match. It was less than three minutes. And of course, Naomi won, of course, because, duh. (laughs) But yeah, yeah. Mess. That's what that sounds like. That's my two cents on it. That sounds like a mess. And I will always be a proponent of saying that if you work for WWE, you know, it's a hard job. But if the performance center is there to you, level up, level up, level up, level up, level up, level up. up. There's a lot of people that need to go back to the performance center. But that is a whole nother goddamn episode. That is a whole nother episode. We sign off on this oh, comeback episode. God, does it feel good to be back? Oh, does it feel good to be back? Ah, uh, every week 
we're going to have indie wrestler of the week indie wrestler or indie wrestlers if you're a tag team and of course you're going to be black yeah <laughs> they're going to be black indie wrestler or black indie tag team wrestlers of the week and for the first week for the first week the first black indie wrestlers that y'all need to look out for are the one, the only, and my Kalilis' homies, prolific, coming out of New York, baby, coming out of the town where Cressa lives. Actually, they live in Brooklyn. I don't know how far Brooklyn is from you, Cressa, but they actually wrestle in Brooklyn. They are amazing. I love them all. Isaiah Wolf is my favorite. That is my homie. That is that's life. <laughs> that's 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 homie, homie. But you need to look out for them. They are the hottest tag team. They're just they call themselves drip set. They all had the gold. They wrestle for a while wrestling, Warriors of Wrestling in Brooklyn, New York. I think it's Brooklyn. It's in Brooklyn. Yes, it's Brooklyn. Uh Chris, so how far is Brooklyn from you? Currently I live. And I'm going to say this. I'm a Bronx girl. So every place else to me is vibe. I currently live in whack-ass Queens. <laughs> and Brooklyn is not too far. It's a hop, skip, jump in, uh, away. Um, <laughs> I am in Astoria. I'm like, I'm literally in the, I can take the R, I can take the G, you know, whatever, whatever. Uh, uh. But Brooklyn is like what? And if I want to be long about it, 45 minutes away, but I'm sure there's a bus. <laughs> <laughs> so the guys are prolific. We have the American gangster, Isaiah Wolf, Marcus Marquis in the Marquis state of mind, and my favorite homie, Tyree Taylor, a big boy from Brooklyn. That's the homie. That's the other homie. All of them are my homies, okay? Like, I don't know. I found one of them on... Um, on a black wrestling, you oh, I don't know if you guys know Black Wrestling Alliance. Shout out to you. That's all the homie. Um, I actually found him. He did like an article on him. I liked it. He followed me and we kind of just became friends. So I was like, Yeah, you you guys are my homie now. So y'all need to if you live in Brooklyn, if you live in New York, if you live close to Brooklyn, when the wrestling starts back up again, please go to a Warriors of Wrestling show and go check out Prolific. Of course. They are all heels, and I love me some heels. Y'all know how much I love me some heels. I love baby faces. I'm not going to lie. I love me some baby faces, but I love me some fucking heels, too. And I these love guys, me a good heel, yes. <laughs> these guys are my fucking favorite, especially Isaiah Wolf. When, y'all, when you see Isaiah Wolf put on his goddamn face, when he comes out of that goddamn curtain and he got this face on like he want to kill you, run. Oh. <laughs> run because <laughs> he will hurt you he will give you a clothesline from hell and take your head off oh, God, like <laughs> so with that we're going to end the first return episode you'll be hearing from us maybe weekly bi-weekly it depends on our schedule like <laughs> we're, we're, I'm a working girl and Cresta she got video games to play and shit like that and all that, but I still got, I'm still a essential worker. So I still have to go to work and deal with inconsiderate ass fucking people. <laughs> I still have to deal with inconsiderate ass people who are now all of a sudden 
fucking germaphobes because of one fucking virus. One fucking virus. And all the Karens are all upset with their mask and their gloves and getting upset because we're out of everything. Girl. All I'm going to say is that now y'all want to follow the CDC's rules about washing your hands. But the CDC also recommends you vaccinate your motherfucking kids. So, boop. (laughs) Yes, wash your motherfucking hands. Please stay home. Like, do not be going out and about. Please do not be coming up in fucking Target trying to buy everything under the damn blue moon that is not essential. Like, you trying to buy video games for your kids knowing damn well we ain't got no fucking video games for your damn kids. We ain't got no puzzles. We ain't got no food. Let's just go home. Go home. We ain't got shit. Please do not be coming up in Target, walking around, bored as hell, buying plants and shit because you're bored. No. Stay your ass at home. <laughs> Stay home. All right. Stay home so we can all, you know, so the world can get back to normal, so the nightclubs can open up back up because I am fiending to go out for a drink, but I can't. Because all the nightclubs in Orlando was closed. Pretty much Orlando was shut down. All right. There's not no, there's no Disney open. There's no Universal open. No theme parks open. No nightclubs are open. Nothing is open except for Target and Walmart. <laughs> so please stay your asses home. Please. So we can get through this. So we can all get through this and get back to fucking normal. Please. Cresta. That includes you. She said. Y'all got Orlando, Florida feeling like regular Florida. I'm going to need y'all to get it together. <laughs> yes, girl. They shut down everything. We ain't got not a damn store open. If it ain't Target or Walmart, bitch, it ain't open because it's not essential. Y'all got all the restaurants shut down. I can't even go get a fucking bowl of gumbo because they shut down my favorite New Orleans kitchen restaurant. Because it's they do you they do do to go yeah they usually don't do to go orders so they just shut down the entire restaurant and now I'm sad I've been craving gumbo for like a month but I can't go get it because they're closed because of coronavirus so please people stay home you don't need nothing else from Target you don't need shit else don't be coming up in the store with a whole entire cart full of shit like literally I've seen people come to my job getting in line with a whole entire cart filled to the brim with just random shit of shit that they just don't fucking need. And I'm just like, why are you here? Like, why why are you like this? (laughs) Like, I understand if it's just like, you know, food for you and your kids. That's understandable. But it's just like random shit, like puzzles, fucking plants, clothes, bikinis where are you going in a bikini there's no beaches open they shut down the beach where are you going i thought florida opened up their beaches this is not jacksonville she was like this is not jacksonville right quick (laughs) that's duval county this is not duval county this is orange county baby like they ain't open that a damn thing they are they on a different level over there in duval county all right they on a whole different level. She said they, they open up the beach so you can like level. walk on it. They only open up the beach in Duval County so you can like walk, run, but you can't lay out in the sun. You can't get in the water. You can't be drinking. No, they didn't open. They only open it so you can exercise. That's it. You can't like do regular shit at the beach. You can't. So what you saying is, <laughs> Unf- Gotti. <laughs> 
in the beach where there are rules as in you can only come and exercise like you can't come and lay out on the beach and be comfortable and do all the shit you used to do nope not around here not in this state let's not forget this state is run by a goddamn stupid freaking man who doesn't even know how to put on a freaking mask correctly on camera <laughs> on camera fool like no how do you not know how to put on there's two strings one of them goes on the back of your head and the other one goes around it doesn't never mind <laughs> never mind i'm not i'm not gonna get into an argument about our stupid fucking governor <sighs> with that <laughs> we're gonna end this because it's getting late and your girl has to get up real early and i don't want to i may call out shit uh, i may call out well hell i probably will because i don't feel like going so <laughs> with that i'm out cresta what is your social media so people can follow you Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you can find Cresta Star on all platforms of social media at C R E S T A S T A R R. Cresta Star. So that's your Twitter, your Instagram, your Facebook, and your TikTok. Just gonna toot my own horn here. Got 66K. So. <laughs> Sixty six K where? On TikTok? On TikTok, girl. I don't listen. I don't know how it happened, but the God I serve makes no mistakes. <laughs> get that money, girl. Get get well, all uh, this money. Hey, hey, listen, I don't got no schmeckles yet, but with you guys, 10 cents a day donation, I could be your best friend, too. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, she not. No, she is not. She girl, ain't then you ain't paying me. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> find me on my Twitter that is smiley baby boo that's smiley b-a-b-i boo on Twitter you can find Black Wrestling Revolution on its own Twitter at Black Wrestle Rev that's Black Wrestle Rev not the whole thing just Black Wrestle Rev that's the, that's the podcast Twitter you can find my Instagram Ms. Smiley that's MZ Smiley 314 and I ain't giving out TikToks cause girl I am not a TikTok person I've made like one <laughs> I made like one and it was terrible. It was just me twerking. It was bad. It was all bad. I was real bored. That goddamn quarantine shit got me real bored. <laughs> so with that, we are both out of here. Thanks for listening, guys. See y'all at the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Black Wrestling Revolution Podcast. And Booker T got a shot. The distraction worked. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. For more information and updates, make sure to follow us on Twitter at Black Wrestle Rev. Until next time, take care.